Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Seven PM. Let's do this. It's uh, the time of day where the plastic surgery questions get answered. Corinne's here. Uh, God bless you. God bless you, uh, Christine. For B. Um, so um, yeah, JJ Stan is my name, but I think you know that already. And uh, plastic surgery is the game. So let's see what we can do in terms of uh, lifting the lid on some of the common queries and uh, concerns that people have uh, that I'm here to um, explain. <laughs> so uh, what we got, we got, I'll tell you what we got. Would mild sleep apnea movement disorder affect me having surgery? Let's have the full question. Would mild sleep apnea movement disorder affect me having surgery? I'd like a flirtly tummy tuck and possibly a breast lift, a breast reduction or breast lift. Um, so, Samantha Van Aston is here. Um, so, in itself, I don't think the sleep apnea would be a concern. Uh, although it would definitely be an anaesthetic issue. Uh, so we would talk to the anaesthetist and, and uh, ensure the anaesthetist would be comfortable with that. Sometimes people need some support at night to CPAP, these things that you wear to keep the airway open at night, to keep oxygenated at night. Um, but but it, I'm guessing if it's, got, if it's mild sleep apnea. So sleep apnea, for those viewers at home who don't know what sleep apnea is, sleep apnea is when you stop breathing when you're asleep. And um, it's usually due to people who have um, quite heavy jowls, I think, and the airway sort of closes the, uh, and the jowls close the airway. I'm not an expert on this. I should have on it before, but I, it's just usually heavy jowls and the airway sort of closes up. So you they have these often have these face masks that blow air in positive airway pressure, CPAP, continuous positive airway pressure, which will keep the airway open so they don't, their airway doesn't close because if the airway does close at night and they stop breathing for periods of times, it means that they have um, very restless sleep, they're very tired in the day and just it's, it's pretty un unpleasant, I think. So uh, I think in itself it wouldn't be a, necessarily be a problem. The only thing that worries me about this question is it makes me think that this person might still be a bit overweight because it's usually in people who are overweight who've got very heaviness around their jowls and their jaw. And if you, you are still overweight, then that would worry me more than the actual sleep apnea. As I say, we talked to the anaesthetist to see how much of the sleep apnea would be a concern uh, if if it would be a concern. Um, so that's something we would liaise with the anaesthetist. And sometimes people have got sort of more of an anaesthetic type issue, then we can put, put the, you know, you can talk to the anaesthetist prior to the surgery. Sometimes people find that helpful, um, or we can just certainly talk to the anaesthetist ourselves and pass the message on. But um, quite a lot of big surgery we're talking about, fleur-de-lis, tummy tuck, and possibly a breast lift, 
slash reduction. Quite big ops, those. So um, you need to get it right. Make, make, make sure you're optimized for it. So, yeah, definitely talk to Denise about it. But my main concern with that question is, uh, what's your weight like? Is your weight stable? Are you comfortable with your weight? Do you want to lose weight? It's always best to lose the weight first. Jane Bird has said, good evening. How are you? I'm going to say good evening to you, Jane. I'm very well. How's yourself? Um, yeah, nice to see you here uh, this evening, Corin. Hope you've had a positive week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's the beginning of the week, isn't it? So what, what we got? We got yesterday was Monday and now it's Tuesday. So, um, yeah, so far, so good, Corin. Do you know what, Corin? I try and um, do my week to be a bit easier at the beginning of the week because that's how I, I like to structure my week. So my beginning of the week is always is always easier. Yeah, it's not that bad to be honest. So I try and do surgery at the beginning of the week. Believe it or not, surgery is the is the easy part of my job. Um, <laughs> um, so I try and do the surgery at the beginning of the week. And so in that in that respect, yes, it has been a positive week. Um, so yeah, yeah, been doing a bit of surgery. So that's good. Um, was Alison Lashmar was effing talk mild? If it's mild sleep apnea, movements was okay with sleeve. Is that before weight loss? Um, if it's mild sleep apnea, movements was okay with sleeve before weight loss. Not 100% on that one, Alison. Um, if it's mild sleep apnea, movements was okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, don't be sorry. Listen, Alison, never be sorry for commenting because um, the comments are good. You know, Facebook like the comments. I don't 100% understand the comment, but that's secondary. Comments first, understandable comments second. So you've definitely fulfilled the first criteria for comments, Alison. The first criteria for comments is definitely double ticked. The second criteria for comments, less so. Um, but, you know, if it's mild sleep apnea, movements was okay. Oh, here we go. Come back, come back, come back. Um, I have mild sleep apnea movement disorder. Okay. Okay. It's when I had gastric sleep. Yeah. I think it's yeah, I'm not, I've got to be honest with you, Alison, I'm not an expert at this, full disclosure. I am not an expert at this. Um, so I'm not sure about what mild sleep apnea movement disorder is. I don't know about the, the dis movement disorder bit, but in my experience, it is due to people when they've got heavy jowls and, and heaviness around here, the airways closing down. And uh, Alison's got it. And Beverly, long time no see. Good evening. How are you, Bev? How are you doing? What a long, what a, what a long time no see for you. Um, what's going on here? What we got? Uh, Corin, you should do a day in the life of JJ Stanner blog. Would be fab. Do you know what, um, Corin? My plan was to do with the vid videographer a video every day. That was my initial plan when I got the videographer. I said, we're going to do a video every single day, uh, literally less than a minute, maybe, you know, a daily vlog. That was what my plan was. But that was qu very quickly poo-pooed, very quickly poo-pooed. Um, I think it's probably hard for one person and they wanted to do bigger videos and stuff. But I just thought, just quick, just 
video around the clinic. What's going on? You know, what's occurring? Daily things. As I say, less than 60 seconds, probably. That was my plan. Still, um, maybe it's not as interesting as I had thought. Yes, do it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, thank you, Corinne, for your support. Because I've got to be honest, no one supported me on that. No one, literally zero people. The videographer or, or no one else. <laughs> that was a terrible idea. Hey, ho. Um, what's Alison got over here? It, my legs fly when I'm in sleep. Okay, this is different then, Alison. This movement apnea, my legs fly. Okay. My sleep apnea went. Yeah, I was thinking, Bex, I'm with you on that one, Bex. My uh, idea of the sleep apnea was actually a gastric sleeve might make it better because it's often when you're carrying a bit too much weight and actually losing weight can help it. So that's what I was thinking about um, that patient who was having a flirt or considering a flirtily with a breast reduction. Uh, if they were still a bit heavy, they might contribute to the sleep apnea. So if they are, um, so often in my experience, which is not huge uh, of sleep, sleep apnea, uh, the, the weight loss will help it. Bev is great. Good to hear, Bev. Um, right, loco. Loco, hi Susie, good to see you. Uh, they put me on iron to help. Well, there you go, iron, right? There you go, Alison. Um, Loco's asking to be in my live video. I don't know if that in in. Hi Brad, good to see you. How are you doing? In the past, Loco, that has been people pressing the wrong button rather than actually asking to be on the video. But if you want to be in the video, then I will sort of come. I think I'll turn the camera on your phone, and we'll be split screen. So do you want to do that? We can give it a go if you want to do that. I don't know if you're able to put a comment and say, yes, I want to do that. But you, I'm very happy to have a split screen conversation with you, Loco. Um, we can give it a go. <laughs> but I don't want to press I don't want to press that view request. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to actually um, do that unless you actually want to. Uh huh. No, thank you. Oh, you don't want to. Okay, so I'll I won't I'll, I'll cancel it. Okay, nothing there. Yeah, right. I mean, as I say, very happy to do that if if you want to. But uh, um, yes, that's correct, says Bex. So yes, often I think a weight loss might help sleep apnea. Ooh, who knew sleep apnea would be a? Ignore that request. Susie, what have you got, my friend? Just have to say, I'm eight days post Tommy Tuck. I'm so happy with the results. You will see tomorrow at my post op. Oh, bloody amazing. Who's at the door? Someone's at the door. That's very kind of you, Susie. Blushing. All right. Leave that comment on for a bit. Thank you, Susie. I'm glad it all went well. Um, early days, eight days post op. That's really nice to hear. And uh, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. That's very, very kind of you to, to say that. Um, so what are we doing here? Uh, just remind me. Yes, I'm doing some questions. Now, those viewers uh, who, uh, those astute viewers of you out there might know that this question was in a slightly different form last week. It said, do you offer implant removal under general anaesthetic? And I was a bit, I was like, why is this question there? And then I spoke to Amy and Amy said, oh, no, 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 it was, it was general, it was local anaesthetic, not general. So they posted the question again, do we offer it under general, uh, local? So yeah, we do it under both basically. Yeah, you can do it under local, you do it under general. Well, I say local, probably local with sedation. You wouldn't want to do it under pure local anaesthetic unless you like 
I've got some real problem. So, uh, so yeah, implant removal without anything else is relatively straightforward. The only thing I would say to that is often when you're doing implant removal, you do have a discussion with patients about what you do with the capsule. Now, if it's left to me, I just leave the capsule, basically. Obviously, if there's a problem, if there's any worrying areas of the capsule, I will biopsy them. Now, some people are worried about breast implant illness in that they may, they feel that the implants have made them feel ill. Um, and so they want the capsule to be removed. So that would involve a capsulectomy. So a capsulectomy with an implant removal is a, you know, a bigger operation, shall we say, than just to removing the implant. Now, I'm not saying it can't be done. It can still be done under local anaesthetic with sedation, but it's just a slightly bigger procedure. And so a bit more considered if you're having a capsulectomy. But if you're not having a capsulectomy and it's just your implants are, I don't know, they're ruptured or they're just, you just don't want them anymore. Um, uh, uh, an implant removal is a relatively straightforward procedure that can be done under local anaesthetic with sedation without too much trouble. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and indeed, a capsulectomy could also be done under local anaesthetic with sedation, to be fair. Um, it's just a slightly bigger operation, but that, yeah, that could definitely still be done <coughs> under local anaesthetic. What's Beck Scott? Here's a laugh. I went on treadmill today for 45 minutes, and I didn't use trainers, so now I've got burnt soles. Oh, my God. I mean, that's basic, Bex. Basic footwear. Honestly. It's a problem with having it at home, isn't it? You never do that at the gym, would you? Um, mind you, it's gonna it's gonna strengthen your souls, Bex. It's gonna strengthen your souls. So you know, keep pushing through, and you'll get like really tough souls that you can then, you know, walk on hot coals. Um, what we got on Instagram, we have got Loco. Do you perform three hundred and sixty lower body lifts, and is this a procedure you perform regularly? Yes and no, Loco. I do perceive perceive um performs so 360 degree lower body lifts and no i don't perform it regularly it's a really difficult surgery really difficult um operation um involves turning the patient during the surgery and um it's just a very big deal and so i don't do it regularly um because it's not that often indicated uh it's people will need to have a circumferential excess particularly at the sides it's really good at, at tightening the sides um so that's my answer to that question loco it is something that i do perform but it is i wouldn't say that i'm a sort of um uh heavy performer of it i don't know if anyone in this country is maybe probably is some people um i think mark sold in does a lot of body contouring surgery but uh, it's it's for massive weight loss patients who have got uh, circumferential access particularly to sides as i say so um so yeah do perform it for show um but not huge numbers um salma what have you got so bex what's happening with bex yeah bex was at home and she's laughing and she's a tough old bird go for it toughen up those souls bex um salma Hi, JJ. I hope you're well. I've been told I need a lift alongside my augmentation, but I just don't want the vertical scar down my breast. Could I do a donut lift and augmentation? Yes, you could, Salma. Um, but I've got to be honest with you, Salma. Nobody wants the scarring of a lift. If you say to people, do you want the scarring of the lift or not? It's always not. No one wants it. But if someone's told you that, 
that is because they think you're going to get a better result. You're right out there. Honestly. Hello? Sorry about that. That is because they feel that your shape will be better with that scar. And um, in my experience, you have people who definitely need that scar. They definitely need a lift. And you just say, look, I am not putting implants in. It will look bad if you don't have that, that uh, extra scarring of a lift. There are those. There are others who are sort of in the in the in the um, interface area where they could avoid the scar, but there's no question the shape would not be as good. So you might be in that category. You might be in the definite need need that scar. Forget it. Don't even have implants on their own. Don't even think about it. But you might be in that that interface period of people who got a bit of a droop to the breast who would say to them, "Look, you're going to get a better shape. No one wants that scar, but you're going to get a better shape with that scar." And you might say, look, I don't want that scar. And we'll be like, okay, well, you're not going to get a better shape then. You'll have the fullness. You can close. You'll look fine in a bra. You'll look fine. But you take the bra off and the breast will sit low and you won't, you know, you might not be happy with that. It'd be better if the breasts are a bit higher. We cannot lift the breasts with implants. You cannot lift the breasts with implants. You can add projection. You can add volume. But you cannot lift the breasts. If your nipples are sitting low, if your breasts are sitting low, you have to put the implants where the breasts are. So you have to put the breast implants low. And sometimes that doesn't look very good. So I would just, you know, it needs a good discussion. Oh, sorry. So the question, Samuel, was could you do a donut lift and augmentation? Yes, you could do a donut lift and augmentation. Um, personally, personal view, I don't like the donut lift. Totally personal view. Don't think it's a very good lift. Don't think it's great. And um, I think the, the one with the vertical scar is much better. But I understand you're not wanting that vertical scar. Now, if you do a lift, you've got to take out skin. If you're only doing a donut lift, you're putting a big scar into a, a big circle into a small circle, and that donut lift is puckered, that scar. When you do the circumvertical lift, you can bring some of that puckering in, and it's less puckered. Um, and I just think it gives a better lift, a better shape with the, uh, the circumvertical lollipop lift, personally. But you might find someone who's getting good results with donuts, but uh, that guy ain't, ain't me um so uh loco maybe i should book in for a consultation you do that loco. you do that i don't mind a bit of a droop i understand now yeah so it's a difficult decision uh salma so you might have a bit of a droop and you might not have a shape as good i think the lollipop does give a better well i don't think there's any question the lollipop gives a better lift than the circumvert other than the circumariola but a lot of people just want the circumariola or the what you call it, you know, the Benelli or I can't remember what you called it, but the, you know, all the way around. Donut, donut, Master Pexy. Um, yeah. One of those ones where it needs a discussion, Selma, and it's all about patient expectation. It's all about aligning your expectations with what can be achieved with the surgery and um, getting, just getting the right one for you. What's Bex doing on the treadmill now? She's four months post-op sleeve today and four stone lost. Look at that. Four months, four stone. Wow. Pat yourself on the back, Bex. That's awesome. I'm having a breast reduction free graft nipple due to 47, 42 centimetres in length. Wow. Yes, Bex. That is free nipple graft uh, territory. 42 centimetres. Wow. You're going to have a, a great, great result Bex a great result um 
I feel like I scarred dark. Yeah, I get you. I get you somewhere. I, get, I hear you. I hear you. Don't know what to say to you. You know, you you might scar dark in in your donut one, but I I get it. It's maybe less obvious than that vertical one. No answers to that one, Selma. No answers. You might get an obvious scar with the vertical. So you might say that I don't want that. And, you know, needs a discussion, Selma. Needs discussion. No right or wrong in this. Can I have a breast augmentation if I have malignant hypothermia? Right. Well, um, that's a big one. I saw this. This was on Instagram. This is a message on Instagram. Um, wow. I did. We, 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 this is not a patient I've seen in the clinic. This is just someone who's contacted uh, me. So this, um, we did speak to an anesthetist and I said, look, because we were talking to him about something else. And I said, look, ask him about this. And it's a sort of like one of those ones, which is a bit frightening. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, it, it does. I mean, I don't even know much about malignant hypothermia, but it does strike a little bit of fear in me. <laughs> Um, as far as I understand it, I think it's people who, I think it's related to certain drugs, certain anesthetic drugs, muscle relaxants and things where they have an abnormal reaction. They, you know, get very hot um, and need to be cooled and it can be quite serious. So it, this is definitely something we need to talk to anesthetists about and something we'd have to have a conversation about the fact that you're having a breast augmentation, which is quite a... Um, elective sort of planned you know non-essential if you like operation and where where's that balance going to be if you have got something which i believe can be quite a serious complication malignant hypothermia so um i would be thinking do you want to put yourself through the possibility of a significant potential anesthetic complication for your breast augmentation is my reflex response to that I think we'd, if you are serious about wanting a breast augmentation, we would have to look into what exactly the you know the level of your condition is, and talk to the anaesthetist about the risks and try and make a balanced decision on as to what's right for you. But that is something that initially makes me worry, um, because I think malignant hypothermia is a bad condition, but. Needs a discussion and then maybe another one where you would have to talk to me just about you. Douglas, good to see you here this evening. Feel free to comment uh, freely. I hope I haven't, uh, you know, unfairly um, singled you out. And maybe <laughs> please feel free to comment, Douglas, and I'll, I'll do my best to uh, to to understand it. Um, What's going on here? Jane is saying, why do you get embarrassed when people praise you up? I don't know, Jane. I don't know. I don't know. It's embarrassing, isn't it, Jane? It's like if I said to you, you know, well done with that thing you did at work today or something. It's embarrassing. Anyway, uh, Elaine, it's better than <laughs> something bad, I suppose, isn't it? Oh, God. That's that's what I, I live. I've got to be honest. I live in fear of that. I don't know if anyone's watching this here now, but I know Douglas is here, but I live in fear of that because I'm, you know, I think other surgeons do. That's why I think people don't do this sort of thing because someone could say, look, you're terrible and awful. So it is brilliant that people say good things. Honestly, I do. I am very grateful, to be honest. I am very grateful deep down inside. Outwardly, I find it hard to uh, 
perhaps um, verbalize that, but I am uh, internally very grateful, and I will reflect on it and be very grateful for that. Uh, I'm turning red. Right, okay. it's, it's the filters, Salma. It's the filters. Right, what's going on? Let's get into some questions here. Alex is excited for the consultation in a couple of weeks. I'm excited for you, Alex. It is uh, very excited. Tony's here. Good to see you, Tony. Teardrop all round does rotating teardrop does textured implant fix rotation on teardrop. Whoa. Um, I think teardrop is yeah. Te I mean, it's it like, that's a hard one. Teardrop all round. Um, I mean, teardrop for a given width. The width is the most important thing. It's a bit softer in the upper pole. Depends what sort of look you're looking for. Depends what shape breast you got. In my experience, teardrop is really good for people who've got nothing. So if in one step you're saying, do I need a lift with my um, implants, that suggests to me you haven't got nothing, you've got something. So if you've got something, I'm probably thinking round for someone who's got something. Think you've got a bit of a droop to your breast, the breast is sitting in your lower pole, you need a bit in the upper pole. I'm thinking round, personally. Uh, textured implant, uh, fixed rotation of teardrop, no. I mean, textured implant, um, so basically you have smooth, textured and polyurethane. You can't get smooth teardrop implants because they rotate all over the place. Polyurethane implants are much less likely to rotate than textured. So textured implants can rotate. Um, and so texturing doesn't fix the rotation of a teardrop. It's, it's a risk with a teardrop implant. As I say, it's less likely polyurethane. But if you've got a bit of droop to your breast, you might consider a round implant. But again, it's something that is a bit, you know, something for discussion um, as to what might be the right choice for you. I want to be a D cut, but I want it to look natural. A lot of people say teardrop and natural. Now then, I think they're really good for people who are completely flat. If you've got a bit of volume, as long as you don't get anything too crazy high profile, the profile is really important. You can get a natural result with a round implant, in my um, experience. But you need to you need to talk to your surgeon about that and come to a you know come to a a uh, answer. As to which one's right. Hi, I'm considering a thigh lift. Is the only option the huge scar that goes down the inner thigh? No, it isn't Claudiac, um, Claudiac Mama 3. Um, there is another option, which is a short scar, which is in your groin, and it's hidden in your groin, and it's a shorter scar, and it's less risks, and uh, less obvious, and, and on paper, much better. But I've got to be honest with you, Claudiac, I don't do it. I don't do it, because I've tried it, I've done it, and it's not very... I, I, I can't get a very good lift, lift with it. So I don't think it's a very good way of doing a thigh lift. But, but in my hands, I just I can't just can't make it look good. So I'll either do nothing or I'll do that big, long scar down the middle. But a lot of people don't want that big, long scar. And a lot of people aren't candidates for that big, long scar. In my hands, it's only people who've got a significant excess of skin in the, in the medial thigh. So um, so I understand how a lot of people say, flipping that, you're not putting that down my thigh. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to have that down your thigh. Don't have it, you know, don't, it sounds awful, but don't have anything. Just because, I'll tell you why, Claudiac, it's quite expensive, a thigh lift, even the one with the little scar in the groin, and it's just not very good. And if you spend, if you cost you loads of money, and I don't give you a very good lift, you're not going to be happy. So I'd rather not do anything, basically, because I don't think it's a very good way of lifting the thigh, personally. But I know people do it, and people must get good results, because it's a thing, and it's, a, and it's an established way of doing a thigh lift. So there must be people out there who are good at it. Um, it's just I'm not one of them. So, um, yeah. Attorney Red, I know I am. Yeah, I'm forever grateful for your amazing talent. You have changed my life. <laughs> the price. Thank you, Corinne. Very kind of you to say that live on TV. That's very kind. Uh, thanks, JJ. Thanks, Salma. 
the questions right. Um, Magnet hypothermia, there we go. Do you offer liposuction to the chin area? Now, is it me or do I get that question all the time? Do you know what? It makes me think I should start offering it because the answer is always the same. No, I don't. I mean, it can be done. Liposuction to the chin area is a normal thing, but I just don't do faces. You know, I'll take moles off, but I don't do aesthetic faces. I don't do nose jobs. I don't do facelifts. I don't do eye lifts, blepharoplasties. You know, I just don't do faces. So chin is, is there. So chin liposuction is, is a thing, no question about it. Um, but I don't do it just simply because I don't do faces. But as I say, we seem to get that question an awful lot. I don't know if they just don't have enough questions, so they just re reissue the same question, or if someone actually is asking that question every week. I don't know. But either way, no, I don't do it. Um, here we go. Bex. Bex is flappy after four stone loss. Yeah, chin, neck. Well, yeah, I mean, the problem with liposuction, Bex, doesn't matter if it's a chin or your you know, thighs or whatever, um, it doesn't take the skin out. So thin chin might be a thing. But also facelift, facelift couldn't lift the chin. Can tighten the chin anyway. Facelift can tighten the chin, full facelift. Um, can tighten the skin. So if you've got a lot of skin there, liposuction won't tighten the skin. So, uh, but again, don't don't do facelifts either. So you know, um, Mons needs doing. Well, there you go. Chin to the Mons. There's a segue, isn't there, Bex? As you get from chin to mons, okay, good to know. Good to know. I'll remember. I'll I'll, I'll bear that in mind, Bex. I will bear that in mind. Make a note. Okay, Bex mons needs doing. Okay, good. Okay, that's um. Okay, family show. Right, what we got, Claudiac? Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being honest. Um, is that the same for an arm lift? I've lost about seven stone and had three babies, so trying to get my body back. Yes, it is, Claudiac. It is the same for an arm lift. They're the same thing, but, well, obviously, one's on an arm, one's on a leg. But, yeah, big, long scar down the arm. I mean, again, people talk about short scar this, short scar that, which I totally understand. But, you know, if you've got a significant excess, I mean, some people will do liposuction for an arm. Uh, again, I won't. There are some um, types of liposuction which deliver energy like vaser and smart lipo and things we say they cause some retraction so they might be an idea but in my experience the best way to contour these areas is by cutting out the skin by giving you a big scar which you might not be ready for but seven stone that's brilliant well done seven stone three babies um but yeah i, I the the that, that's why i said to people if you go on the internet look at body contouring you've got breast lifts you've got facelifts you've got tummy tucks there's loads about those armless and thigh lifts there's not much written about them why is that well, the reason that is because they've got big, obvious scars and it's not everyone's up for that. You know, tummy tucks, breast lifts, face lifts, you can hide the scars with those ones. So they're much more popular. So an arm lift and a thigh lift are not as popular as the other types of skin removal, you know, tightening procedures, simply because the scar is more obvious. So you really have to have more of a of a, of a problem, if you like, in order to, 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 to uh, put up with undergoing the surgery. Um, right, Bex has lost it. Right, need to go now. <laughs> Jane's needs to go now. See you next week. Okay, Jane, Jane's off, guys. Let's give Jane a wave. See you, Jane. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks for letting us know.
you just all let us know when you're going, please. Don't just leave. If you just let us know, okay? Because we need to know who's here and who's not, okay? Fire Regs says we need to keep track. Okay, good. So um, what's Loco got? With regards to a normal TT and lipo, will you work just on the lower abdomen or top and sides too? Um, yeah, good question, Loco. Good question. Top, not so much. I know people do. So above the belly button, I don't do much. I know people do liposuction to that area. I don't. I just sort of pull it down. So it does get pulled down. So there is an indirection, indirect pull to the to the top bit, but it's not directly addressed. If you've got a significant fullness there, that might have to be addressed later. So you can do liposuction late, later on. I don't do liposuction to the top bit at the time of a tummy tuck because I want to get it healed. And I worry about the healing uh, if you do liposuction to the upper flap. But I know that people are doing it now and, and, and you know, so I don't do so much to the top. Um, but to the sides, yes, I do do liposuction to the sides. So the tummy tuck will address the lower abdomen. Liposuction will address the sides. But again, it doesn't give a significant skin retraction. It's not as good as doing a 360, but it's, you know, less risks, less complications, etc. So it's always a balance between less scarring, less of a result. Same with the arm lift, I guess, you know, less scarring. So, um, so yeah, so that, that will be an option instead of a 360 is a, a full tummy tuck with liposuction to the sides. It's not going to be as effective as a 360, but there's less risks, less complications and less scarring. Bex, what do you think to thread, thread facelifts? Don't know, Bex. Don't know. Again, it goes back to the less scarring and less of a result. I think, I think they're popular, and I think they might suit some people who just want a little bit of a lift. A, a facelift is a big deal. Um, so a lot of people might not be ready for a facelift. So it might be a good halfway house, but it's not something that I do. So I haven't really got a huge experience of it. But on paper, it might be something for the right patient. It's like anything in surgery. It's patient, um, uh, not choice, patient selection, patient selection. That's what you've got to do in order to get a good result. So in the right patient, it might be a good thing, but it's not going to be as effective as a full facelift but again not as much scarring etc back to the same thing as the breast lift and the arms and all that same concept the more scarring the more of a lift the more skin you remove the more of a result you're going to get in terms of tightening but worse in terms of the cosmetic and the risks etc i say worse in terms of the cosmetic it's going to be better in terms of cosmetic but more scarring so more risks um can I have a breast reduction and augmentation at the same time? Um, now that might be those ones where you say, can you? Yes. Would I? Mm, not so much. Um, the reason people ask for it is usually people who want a breast reduction. So basically the breasts are too big and they say, I want them smaller. You say, fine. The breasts are too big, you want them smaller? What do you need? Breast reduction, job done. Sign on the dotted line, let's get it done. But what you do or what I do is I show them photos of breast reductions. And sometimes I look at the photos and say, hmm, looks a bit saggy, looks a bit droopy. I'm like, well, that's because the breast over time, you know, we first have done this up here, it sags, it droops, it goes to a natural. I say, look, that's natural, but they look like they, you know, a lift is part of a breast reduction. Um, so they are lifted, the shape is no question better than what they are before, but what they've got in their heads is the sort of shape you get with implants. And that's quite full up here uh, uh, um, when you have implants in. You can get much more fullness in the upper part, the part above the nipple. You can get much more of a con, uh, 
convexity as opposed to a concavity. You know, you get much more of a bump in the upper pole with an implant. And they're like, oh, I want to look like that. And you're like, well, you're not going to look like that if you have a breast reduction. You can only look like that when you have implants. The problem with having implants is it makes the breast bigger. So if you want a breast reduction, why would you have implants? Well, that's why you'd have it for the shape. So what you can do is you can overreduce it, or if you're happy being the same size, you don't want to be bigger, you can reduce the breasts to the volume of the implant and then put an implant in to replace that tissue with an implant, if that makes sense, in order to give you the shape. It's not particularly a, a, a technique that I particularly like, to be honest, but it is it is a technique that's out there. I don't like the concept of removing breast tissue and replacing it with um, implant, but it's a, it's a technique out there. So I, it's not something that sits particularly well with me, but it is definitely a thing. Now we've got a comment on Inst uh, on uh, YouTube, VUR.life. I'm sure we had that before. I'm thinking that's some kind of dodgy bot thing, is it? I don't know. Um, Loco, RTT and 360 is quite high risk procedures, yes. Loco, they are. Big ops, big long ops, big scars, big risks, complications, hematoma, seroma, wound healing problems, DVT, PE. Um, yeah. Anyway, any way you cut it, Loco, they are. What would you say your specialties are? Main specialty, Loco, breast. Breast and body contouring, so breast and tummy. I do a lot of tummy tucks, um, liposuction. Um, so those are the, you know, breast sort of anything bigger, smaller, lifted, you know, reduced, uh, lifted implants and tummy. Um, and I do do arm lifts and, and thigh lifts, but but as I said earlier, not quite so much because it's not quite as popular an operation. So breast and body is my my, my main specialties so i don't do face basically i don't do non-surgical don't do botox don't do fillers don't do any face i do just breast and body so yeah that's my thing oh god right oh i've got a headache now all that blushing right okay i'm out of questions simple as that